Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Karen Morrison, and as always, I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, man. Pretty, pretty good. Well. Pretty you, good. How you, do, how you doing? Oh, Joel, I feel like every time, like, <laughs> this is like the third podcast I feel like I've done in like the last, in about nearly a week now, and everyone's just like, yeah, I'm still, look, I'm getting there. It's December, yeah. I'm tired, I'm, I'm so... My brain's like leaking out of my ears. Oh yeah, but I'm yep. getting there. I'm getting there. Yep. Just Christmas is through. two weeks away, so for better or worse, it's it's happening. <laughs> it's two weeks away. Fucking hell. It's insane. Jones. It got here Jones. really quick. <laughs> oh, I actually have some shit I need to get done. <laughs> chop chop Joel. Because Santa's God. coming. <laughs> Not a lot, but like most most things are organized. But like I've just got to like finishing touches some things. So. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you better get to it. But no, apart from cool. that, I'm 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 doing okay. Um, good, how about you? Good, good, good. Yeah, look, you know, just traveling through. Like I said, went to a music festival. My nice, first music festival since nice. 2019. Last Friday, I went to Good Things. Was it weird to go to a music festival? Were you just like was, the entire time, like waiting for the event to get cancelled? A little bit, yeah. But it was also like once I was there and I was just walking around. Like I had a pretty chill day, considering. It reminds me of like Pax I saw from that description. Yeah, like it was. It was still really good, and there was like a lot of people excited about a lot of different things. But like, there were two main bands that I was excited to see, and I saw them both. That was Electric Callboy and Bring Me the Horizon. It's my first time seeing Bring Me the Horizon live, and I tell you what, next time they come to Australia, I'm there. Like they put on a fucking good show. Um, such impressive, like, um like stage presence but also their like visual package as well that they their their like visuals that they had that would run alongside it were awesome like so good it was like themed it started with like this like ai robot sort of introducing the show and like basically saying it's like uh scanning the crowd for marsh pits no marsh pits detective open that shit up and like you know Bring Me the Horizon have a very strong, uh, a very severe stance on um, drugs and alcohol. If you are, um, if you are in possession of any drugs and alcohol, please consume them right now. Like all this sort of stuff, like getting everything hyped up and then like launched into Can You Feel My Heart? And it was just, it was nice. Um, I had some like, I received some news that morning, um, some personal stuff that I'm not going to go into. But um, that sort of really got me. I, I, it, I it was like a sigh of relief, and, and it got me in the really good mood. And there's a lyric by one of the from one of the songs. I think I tweeted about this. Probably should have saved this for the end of the show. But like, um, where it, it's um, uh, every room will shape me, every scar will build my throne. And I was like, I needed that, and they closed with that. Nice and it was just so cathartic to sort of like scream that at the top of my lungs at the end of this great day where I got horribly sunburned, well, not horribly, but I got sunburned. I'm peeling now. Um, but it was just nice to be back at a festival nice. and, and, and that festival in particular, because I really do love good things. And there were some teasing issues this year. Um, like sound wasn't great. Um, and the cues for things were pretty, pretty, a pretty massive and um and pricing for things obviously um but 
I think on the whole, it was just, it was nice to just sort of wander around, just go and check out a few, like go and see this band for a few songs and then go see something else and then stay here for this set for the whole thing and then go over here and then sort of like culminate seeing Broom of the Horizon. It was, it was really nice. Um, and again, like uh, after the news that I received that morning, it was, it was very cathartic, a, a big, deep sigh of relief. Um, and yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm, I'm, I'll be back again next year for good things. It's, you can absolutely count on it. Excellent. That does sound yeah. excellent, Joel. Um, mm, again, like I said, it's been a while since my last music festival. I think my last one was a sound wave about a billion years ago. Um, yeah, I think this is the one sound wave I went to. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely yeah. the only sound wave I went to, and I just, mm. I will always vividly remember. Because like, you know, I'm not gonna, I won't leave until like the festival's over, and just like waiting for Metallica to stop doing. I'm like, oh, stop it, man! Just stop doing hardcore, yeah. dude. <laughs> Yeah, it was well. It's funny because like the last two good things because there's only been this is the third one they've done, and the last two I've actually, oh no, I lie. The very first one I stayed for the end of the Offspring because it was a good set, but like the last one I went to, the headlines were Parkway Drive, and like I, it's not that I don't like them, I just never got into them, and I stuck around and watched them, watched the the start of their show, and watched a few songs, but by that point, all my friends had either I'd lost them and they, most of them had gone home because they were just wiped out. And I was like, this is cool. And I'm enjoying this, but I'm not, I could just leave now and beat the traffic. Yeah, absolutely. I did do that. But this time it was like, we were there till stumps and I don't regret it whatsoever. Um, Because yeah, the, the very last thing that was like flashing on the screen as we left on the uh, the stage that they just played on was bring me the horizon just rocked my fucking world and not a truer statement has ever been said it was it was very 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 nice way to end the night yeah nice good times well look we're not a music podcast no so i i great to hear about the festival glad you enjoyed it but i think it's time to talk about video games you know yeah uh yes. now this episode is going to be a bit classic in the sense that we got no bumpers uh, we've got a bunch of stories, but never we were story mode gaming, we decided to sort of keep dope or nope for when it works, when it functions. So yeah, we're, we're just yeah. we're just gonna rattle off these these articles, the, and we'll you know we, we might do a unofficial dope or nope where we just decide to ditch them and move on. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a few things there to discuss, and then of course we will we're going to end the show with one of our favorite things to do, and it is hopelessly speculate about an event that's about to happen and in this case it is of course Achilles which are happening on Friday Australia Baseless time speculation I yeah, love it absolutely like let's get our hopes up and you know probably get everything wrong but you know mm-hmm. it's, it's always the excitement of the potential and I feel like Achilles events are just so wild card that you know they can be bangers he's had mm-hmm. he, he had the Elden Ring exclusive so like he he can yep. pull strings so you know that's how that show will end um, but yeah, like I said, we've got some articles first. We've got some news, which, God, it feels like a while since we've done news. It right? really has. Yeah. yeah. So it's if we sound a bit rusty, um, our apologies. So first up, we've got a little headline about uh, the Stray, Stray Kitchen is teaming up with gaming company Slow Clap to adapt Sifu into a live action feature film. This is pretty, pretty rad. Like, I, I mean, like, Slow Clap aren't a big studio by any stretch. I believe this might be their, like, debut game. 
Oh, that's a good question. I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I feel like it's it's definitely the one that put him on the map because people know the name Slow Clap now and and realize that being synonymous with um with Sifu. But yeah, like this is really cool. I I I feel like we're almost there with video game movies, right? Yeah, so like to really quickly interrupt you, their debut game was Absolver. And then it this was, built on that, and that, that makes right. a lot of sense. They did do Absolver, didn't they? Yeah, okay. But even still, like, that's... To have two games, I, don't, I, I can't imagine them being a massive studio um, in terms of, like, scale of uh, or, like, scope of team. But, um, yeah. But like I said, I feel like we're almost there with video game movies. Like, we're... we're I think they're starting to pick the right ones and do them in a way that works well I, I also feel like there seems to be an increasing number of people in the film industry that also get video games like i think a lot of mm-hmm. a problem we've had in the past at least in the earlier days is when a game was made into a movie it was you know purely because people were like well you know what if we make this really popular game into a movie people just come to the cinemas and see it doesn't matter you know they'll just yeah. come see it but we're getting yeah, people who the seem most part, passionate about the these most- things yeah, exactly. For the most part, they were right. We've, oh, yeah. We've, but there's a difference between going to see something because you genuinely want to go see it and just hate watching it. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, there's, there's a Me difference between those Me and those Resident Evil films, baby. I got through every, <laughs> I actually, I don't think I've seen the last one yet. I think I have to see, I still have to see that last. Oh, Kyron. I know. I've, I've got to complete the story. Finish the fight. <laughs> Finish the fight. That's that, Do that, like, Christmas night. Do that. Christmas night. Oh, it's a little, geez, wow. little Christmas, Christmas present to yourself. <laughs> yeah, just a little, a little terrible Resident Evil movie. Why not? This is a nice little treat to finish off the day. Um, but yeah, so this is really cool news. I haven't played Sifu yet. It is on yeah, the right. list of games this year that I really want to get to, but also I don't know yep. when it will happen. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about it, though. Like, back when it first came out, it was like a, it was already a front-runner for the Goatee discussions. So mm-hmm. it's one yeah, of those games I want to get to. Were- very excited by this, uh, by that game, and I, I, I kind of want to, I, I want to get to it, but I just don't think I'm going to be able to. Um, yeah, I like that this this article here on Deadline. It describes the game. I'm assuming I don't know if they're talking about the movie here, but like describes it as uh, John Wick meets M Night Shyamalan's old. I mean, uh, technically, like, that's a, I that's a. Again, if you were trying, yeah. to, if you were trying to pitch seafood to someone who hasn't played games but has mm-hmm. seen movies, mm-hmm. it's not entirely inaccurate because it's a martial yeah. arts game, and every time you lose, or, you know, get KO'd, you age when you come back. So, mm-hmm. so you get like different abilities because you gain yeah. knowledge and wisdom, but you're also older, so you exactly. might be a bit slower. It's such an interesting concept, mm. and I, I, yeah. I, I haven't really looked into how much it like how it works because I, I I was like, Oh, I'm going to play it. Just have it. Yeah. I know it was, um, um, it was difficult. That's where I remember a lot of the discussion mm. about its difficulty and they did release that, um, the patch to make it for the, to add an easier mode for, for more players. Yeah. Uh, and I guess we should also mention that the reason why it's kind of cool for the stray kitchen and the John wick reference makes sense is because stray kitchen is involved with a lot of the John wick stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Story think kitchen. this is a, <laughs> Yeah, Story Kitchen. Yeah, I, I feel like this is a uh, pretty good match. Like, John Wick's all about that sort of, like, close quarters combat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With guns. Uh, so, you know, 
You take gun guns food. out, still looks pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, gun carter, wherever it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm I'm interested in this. I like. I mean, much like most of the video game movies that come out, something that I'm vaguely or veil like vaguely interested in. Um, I mean, I'll see it. Like, I'll absolutely see it. Well, I think I think of us again. I haven't played the game, but from what I know about Sifu, another thing it has going for it is it is a smaller scale game. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have to worry about adapting like a twenty-hour storyline into like yeah. a, a two-hour movie. Like it's one of those sort of games that could work perfectly in this format. So that's why I don't know. It could be worth keeping an eye on and see what what actually happens with this. For sure, yeah. And it's also true. It seems like it's a very cinematic narrative as well. Like th- th- from what I can tell, like the idea of like going through. I'm curious to see if how they adapt. Like how they do the the aging thing? Maybe it's just like time jumps or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I feel like you need to sort of put that in there, but otherwise it's just a martial arts movie, which is fine. It's just that's that's fine. Um, but it would be cool if they incorporate that somehow. But who knows? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, again, it's just. I don't know. I feel like video game movies are getting better. Between hearing about this and it sounding good, and the new Mario trailer was pretty good, and yeah, exactly. That's that's it. I think I think we're we're getting there. We're getting, we're I think you're there. right. Yeah, we're getting there. I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head too by saying about like the people who are in the industry sort of understand. Do you know how we'll know that we've made it mm-hmm. when we finally see that trailer for a, that Metal Gear Solid movie? That's very true. Like when that, we when um, we see that trailer, we're we're in there, baby. We're yeah, doing good. Uh, with uh, who's who's supposed to be doing it? Uh, Voight. Jo- oh, what's his name? Oh, Jordan Voight Roberts. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I kept going to go to Dan Trachenberg, but I'm like, it's not him. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, it's yeah. Even though I, even though he would also be a good pick for it, he would I be. feel like he knows his shit as well. But yeah, Jordan Voight Roberts is um, yeah, man. Oh God. Please. One day, like one day. One day. We're gonna we're gonna I'll, wake up and that trailer's gonna be online for us to watch and I yeah. will fucking combust. Like, yeah, I, will just, I can't think of a just, more day one movie, honestly, than than the oh. Metal Gear movie by him with um with him obviously being so tight with uh, Kojima in a lot of ways as well. Like mm-hmm. And it's like again, like I feel like we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting close there. every day. Close every day to seeing something from that. Or that thing being real. Yeah. So next up is Joel, one of Joel's favorite things. We have a yep. new horror game coming. We've got a new yep. Amnesia game coming next March, which is a weird time for an, an Amnesia to drop. Mm-hmm. I feel like we always feel like more of a Halloween fair. But yeah. uh, Frictional Games announced Amnesia the Bunker. And so this one's a bit different from the typical Amnesia fair, as this is being sold as an open world horror game. Hmm. So we've we've got some some dot points here that came up um, from one of the developers. Uh, we've got player choice, emergent gameplay in a sandbox horror survival experience, unscripted environment, objects, threats, and resources change in every playthrough, adaptive horrid threats, an ever-present gruesome creature that stalks a player, tactile immersion, all new levels of interaction with the world through puzzle solving and tool handling. Absorbing yet terrifying tale. Experience hell on earth in a fictional, appalling story. 
engrossing atmosphere and tension, enhanced lighting effects, and carefully designed sound effects for a real horror experience. Um, so that all sounds really good. And one yeah. of the things I've seen people throwing around is, oh god, I'm, I'm blanking on the genre name. <sighs> Shit. Prey was one. The original Deus oh, Exes. Um, immersive Sim? Immersive Sim. People are throwing yeah. around, abandoning around this maybe being an immersive sim horror game. Okay, interesting. Like listening That's... and like when you go through some of those things, like emergent gameplay in a sandbox, like all new levels of interactions with the world through puzzle solving. There's a lot of possibility here, and it's man, very true. If Frictional can nail this, oh boy, this could this could be a literal game changer. It's yeah, I I, I I'm I'm obviously not going to play it, but I'm excited to hear about it second hand from you oh i'll be gushing um, about this game hopefully like yeah yeah i'm one of the people i know i'm not everyone it was not everyone's cup of tea and i could totally get it but i did really like amnesia rebirth for what it was not as much as soma soma is still the frictional game i will tell everyone to play even if you don't like horror games you know turn off a monster and just enjoy that that world it's something else but um i did like rebirth but i totally get you know you can play amnesia rebirth and be like well it's kind of it's a lot like you know dark descent um whereas this one this one again on paper Sounds like a step forward for the, the series and for Frictional as well. It sounds like more than what they're usually gunning for. I do like that they've sort of just made Amnesia this sort of like anthology series now of of games. It's like Amnesia is like the brand and it's like they're telling yeah. these stories not necessarily can I, I don't know if they are connected or anything Re- like that, rebirth like, is connected to dark descent it's um okay wait completely different time periods uh but there is there is like threads that connect them again uh not in a way that's necessary if you're not you know into tracing them you can just ignore them but if you know if it's one of those things where if you know stuff about dark descent when you're playing rebirth you'd be like oh you know you get uh, to okay. that moment of Me. being like I, I know what that's about so yeah Me. Yeah, that's cool. I would be surprised if this one didn't have it. But um, so basically, the game is set in a an ill lit World One World War One bunker. Um, you'll be armed with a revolver gun and a noisy dynamo flashlight, and you'll be playing as a French soldier troubled by his amnesia and hunted by an otherworldly creature. Interesting. That's kind of yeah. I like it. You know. You hear the words open world and you go, oh, God, it's going to be this massive sprawling thing. But, like, it's obviously not going to be if it's going to be set in a bunker. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, if they nail, like, the scale of this with, with it being – because I think – again, this is coming from someone who's not – horror is not my, my forte. But from my very base knowledge of, like, horror and horror games and horror movies, I, 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 the, the sense of claustrophobia is what – and making things very like stifling I mean, is kind of what where, where the tension and horror usually comes from. So, like, sort of flipping it on its head. Oh yeah, and and like, it's interesting for me in a lot of ways. Like, it's cool to see this because Frictional were largely, at least again for me, uh, were the, the team that were like kept survival horror alive. Really, for me, because when mm-hmm. when Dark Descent came out, it sort of felt like you know, the horror was done. And I know they did Penumbra first, but I I didn't get those at first because they were PC only and I didn't really have a PC at the time they were released. So Dark Descent was my first, you know, frictional game. But as I was playing it, I was like, holy shit, like, survival horror is still here. Mm-hmm. It's a different sort of survival horror because it was like, you know, no combat and a lot of, and had like the insanity meter and all that. And it was just, a real, it was really interesting. 
So yeah, it I'm was very... also it was also at a time when like streaming was starting to sort of take off. Oh yeah, it was one of the ones and, like, that I... YouTubers and things. It was it was one of the ones that a lot of people were playing for content. And yeah. So because yeah. again, it still started a trend of like who doesn't love watching their favorite YouTuber get scared shitless, you know? Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Like I, I'm interested to see what it's all about, but obviously I'm probably not going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like I know that the frictional guys, especially with, I did, they, they did it with Rebirth, they did it with Soma. They don't mind adding in a feature to switch off the monster so players can experience the game. Because honestly, the True. games can still be, if you, if you just forget there's not a monster, you can still be kind of spooked and scared just from the environments and the atmosphere. But what we know about this one, it sounds like that may not be an option. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, again, I'm, I look forward to hearing you tell me all oh, about it. I'll be, ta- I'll be talking about it a lot. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, all good. It's too early to say. I just, I do have faith in Frictional. I'm excited to see what they can conjure up with this new Amnesia game. Yes, yes. Uh, next up, we've got we've got a bit of a some some downer news. Uh, which mostly affects Joel, but also, as Joel yeah. self-confessed before we started recording, it's kind of also to blame. Uh, yeah. Fuse's services are being sunset on December 19th. They'll be, um, it's harmonics that makes this, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's harmonics. Yeah. yeah. On December 19th, uh, harmonics will be disabling Fuse's live services and all sales of the game, as well as its DC, DLC. If you own Fuser, you can still play a campaign and quick play with any DLC that you own already. So yeah, Joel, this one's I'm throwing it to you for this because you are at you played Fuser. I have heard of Fuser. Fuser looked cool, but I never really got into it. I was more of a rock yeah. band kid. <laughs> I played the I played the demo for it, and I I really liked what it was doing, and I was, I had every intention of playing it, and I didn't. This is so, on you. <laughs> it really is. I'm wondering if they're gonna do like a fire sale, like all DLC, like just marked down ridiculously to just hey if you want to get it before it goes because if that is the case i'm i'm i should have a look at that because i might i might bite just to have it so i've got it there to have a look at even just playing through the campaign and and the quick play stuff which i heard the quick play stuff is a a a kind of a fun thing to have for like parties and stuff so fuser if you don't know it was it was like a i guess like a DJ mixing game in a way where you had like um, different sort of like colored tracks, essentially. I know this sounds like I'm describing rock band, but it's not, but like you had different colored tracks uh, and you could, uh, they were sort of like, um, they would correspond to like the yellow track is for vocals. The green track is for like synth line um, reds for drums and blues for bass and guitar or whatever. Um, and sort of very basically describing this. And then you uh, had like popular songs. Like it was a really cool catalog of songs that they had. And you could drop those songs into those spots and it would play the specific instrument for that spot. Um, and you'd make this sort of like Franken mash of a song. Uh, and then you could also like alter the speed and the tempo and like different, have like different effects and stuff. So it was basically like an introduction to like, I guess like music sequencing and also mixing in general. Um, Cause you got bonuses, you got more points for doing it in time as well, which is 
key to mixing when you're mixing. Uh, what do you mean, Joel? And, what do you mean and, I can't just like throw to another song whenever I want? What are you talking about? Oh, man. I tell you what, I've heard some DJs that sort of would argue that. Um, oh. not, a, not a DJ anyway, podcast. Not a DJ podcast. Not a DJ podcast. Yeah, I'm going to get up on my fucking soapbox here. <laughs> um, this old, old man DJ who used to play back in the day. Um, back in the day. Now that makes me feel old as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I haven't played in a legit nightclub for, I would say, seven, eight years. Oh, wow, would you um, put a number to it, Joel? Why would you do yep, that? To you and to me. I, I just want to fade away into nothingness, up into the sunset. But um, much like Fuser, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so oh. it's, yeah, I know. Uh, the segue was good, but I hated it. Um, yeah, it was really cool, and the 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 critical response to it was pretty positive as well. But it's just, I guess, it just didn't find that audience. It's tough um, because it, I feel like, I mean, it had the it had a bonus over, you know, rock band in that you didn't need to buy expensive instruments. Yeah, but given how it plays, it it feels like it was an even more niche audience it was aiming for. Well, I mean, it was very much like uh, another harmonics venture that I actually did buy. And have some of, and it's sitting somewhere in this room, I believe. Yeah, it is. I can see it down there. Um, that was drop mix. This was basically drop mix without the cards and the physical thing that you needed to run it. Um, and drop mix was the same thing. Instead of having like that clicking and dragging tracks into these spots, you had these spaces on a, on a this like sort of platform that you would have, and it would connect to your phone or your iPad, and you'd sit it in the end. And that would play the music through there. And you put the card, these physical cards that you could buy booster packs and stuff for um, and different collections. So you could grow your library and you could just like mash up songs together. And there was a game element to it as well, where like you would play cooperatively with like a friend or two and you could like, it would ask you for certain things and like, you know, we want this sort of thing here. And you have to put that, that, if you had that card in your hand, you had to put it down and try and get a, a good score. And that element of it is basically what Fuser is, um, but without the peripherals or the cards or anything like that. So it makes it more accessible. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bummer. It's a real bummer. I've I've I am going to look into this because I do want to kind of play it, maybe give it its dues because this seems like something fun. I was going to get it on Switch as well because it seems like a fun thing to like if I was away or if I was in bed, I just want to tinker around with something because um, I knew a lot of people would. We're doing that because you could do, you could go live basically and stream from it, and play a set at to 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 people, and then people could react to it and all that sort of stuff. It has some such some really interesting ideas, but it just yeah, it just didn't take off unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know they gave it a go, and it I'm sure it was fun for those who played it. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. but like I said, hopefully there'll be a, a sale. I'm sure it'll be a sale at least on Fuser itself before it goes away. I'd yeah. be, I kind of be shocked if they didn't do that. I don't know what the rules are on, um, you know, on the music and all that, if they can just chuck a sale on those. But maybe. Definitely, I would say keep an yeah. eye out. Like, you know, it's still, what, a couple of weeks until that, that Im- imminent date drops and, you know, the game I dies. Mean, it's it's 25 bucks on PlayStation at the moment. Oh, okay. And that's full, is that that, discounted, that's is full it? price. No, that's full oh, price. Okay, then yeah, the game itself may not get much cheaper than that. That's pretty cheap. It is pretty cheap. I wonder how much it is on Switch. I'm just doing some, some, uh, some research now. He's, uh... Well, to try and keep Joel focused on the show, I'm moving us yeah. along. So much Please like Fuser. 
Next up, we've got... This one was sort of surprising, and we heard rumors of it. In fact, uh, Monster Hunter Rise is coming to PlayStation and Xbox in January. And this one sort of popped up initially because of a tweet that was then deleted about Xbox Game Pass getting Monster Hunter Rise. And for some reason, I wasn't surprised. I don't know if you were, Joel, when we saw that rumor. Uh, and then it was confirmed very sh- very shortly after that it would be coming to Xbox and PC for Game Pass. Uh, and then we also had the added caveat that it will also be coming to PlayStation 4 and 5. Mm. So all these new versions happen on January 20th next year. Uh, it's going to set you back about $59.95 for, again, this is important to note, but this is for the base Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, yeah. The Sunbreaker expansion will be coming, uh, they say spring 2023, so that'll probably be autumn for us. So a couple yeah. of months later down the road, I would almost say if you haven't if you haven't played Rise yet, I would wait for Sunbreak to come out before you buy it, just because I think so. Yep. I re- I know on Switch I bought Rise, um, and that was like, uh, what's this? What's the Switch game like? Seventy nine dollars or something like that? Yeah, it's about eighty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, well, I want to get the Sunbreak DLC, but when I looked in how much the Sunbreak DLC cost, it was like sixty bucks on its own. So I just. Bought, I bought another copy of the game for seventy nine, and just gave my copy to someone else. I'm like, there you go. Now you can play Monster Hunter with me. Sucked in. Yeah, I like hindsight. I probably should have done that, but I uh, I fucking bought. I bought uh, bought them both full price. So, um, <laughs> and how much of Sunbreak have I played? Not much. <laughs> I, I have not done, and much not either. because I don't like it. It's just that it's been. It's been a year, so I really would like to get back to it because it was great. And I mean, I love Monster Hunter Rise. Now there's so now much. there's three of us who have it. Mm-hmm. Like we could, we should. I don't know how we would make time for it. We probably couldn't do weekly hunts, but maybe like bi-weekly hunts or something. I don't know. Man, I'm down for that. We set aside a night or something, do a couple of hours of monster hunting. I'd I'd be down for that. It's just so much fun. And it was like the, the times we played together. And again, I'm that weird, creepy person that likes to play these type of games by myself as well. So I don't mind playing by myself, but it is a lot of fun squatting up and just, yeah, taking oh, the yeah. monsters. And just hunting. And especially space. like, like, because, because especially with Rise, I started like fucking around with the, the hunting horn. So like having the buffs actually be sort of helpful to not just me but other people would be fun as well like i don't know yeah um yeah um look will i will i buy this again i was going to on pc but now i know it's coming to other consoles i probably fucking will i will Um, i will put it on my wish list on playstation mm -hmm. and i will probably get it when there's a sale uh because again as much as i do i look i love rise but and I'm happy to go back to it. But it is it it would be wrong of me to say that when I saw again this this was way back when the PC version came out. When I started seeing PC footage, I was like, oh, look I at that. I played that, that demo. A, that is a smooth frame rate. <laughs> I played that demo, and my PC is like four or five years old, and it still fucking ran like a dream. Well, the, the good news is it's a Switch game, so <laughs> yep. probably yeah. why your PC didn't have much trouble. No, and it's like, yeah. Will I buy it? Most likely, yes. Will I, at every moment that I'm playing through all the shit, the fucking 130, 140 hours that I've already done, 
will I be cursing Capcom? Just being I... like, why the fuck did you not figure this out? Like, considering uh, that now sort of progression. this will be on every platform, I will also join you. Because, yeah, this does not have cross-progression, and it will That's... also not have cross-play. So, just such a massive missed opportunity. I really hope the next Monster Hunter game is made with all of that in mind. Like, come yes. on. I mean, we are in an age now where that's not like a bonus. That's like, that's a standard feature. It's just, it's just expected, in a, right? In a multiplayer game that you are expecting your players to play for hours on end. Yeah. It's, yeah. like You shouldn't, I, I, you, you shouldn't have people locked down because of platform choice. It's just, yeah, we, we've moved past no. that now. And it's, yeah, it's and just, yeah. For me personally, I could oversee like cross-play not being a thing. Yeah. But like, it's the progression thing where I'm like, I... I love this game so much. I think it was like my number two game for last year. Like I adored this game and I did sink literally like 150 hours into it. I don't know how, but I did. And and I loved every minute of it. I had an absolute blast with it. Do I want to go back through and do all that stuff again? I mean, yeah, but also if I could not you and just skip it. Keep, yeah. I can just skip it and keep powering on through right uh, Sunbreak, like the stuff that I'm, I'm up to with that, I would very much like to. Yeah, but. I mean, it's like how, again, different games, maybe there's something in the back end that's making it harder, but I'm pretty sure The Witcher has cross-progression on Switch. So, right. like, that's, again, I, I think that CD Projekt have a system built in where you upload into their, their cloud or whatever, and you can so I think that. it's like you sign up for, like, a CD Projekt Red yeah. account or whatever, and, yeah. But, yep. like, again, it's just little things like that. That makes a difference, right? Like, being able to play Witcher on your PC, make a bunch of progress, and then say you need to travel. Sure, it's a downgrade to play it on Switch, but it runs, and if you want to go that route, you can then play it on the go, and then when you come mm-hmm. back, just re-upload your progress. I don't know. Absolutely. Hopefully, Again, hopefully in the future Capcom chain or, like, work on this. They have a lot of the framework there with the way they have their, like, their account system set up, but maybe there's just a mm-hmm. missing link they haven't gotten the hang of yet. I don't know. Yeah, I just... I, I would... I just... I wish, I really I do wish. Because if it was, I would almost like bump that up the priority list. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, like, if it was that I'd was the like, case, I would probably buy it. All right, cool. Like, you know, because that's the thing, like you said, like I could play, we could play together online at home. But if, say, I come to visit for the weekend or whatever and I'm hanging out at your house, I can just whip my Switch out, jump in and be like, let's go hunt some monsters. Yeah. You know, and we sit there and, and muck around with it. But yeah, anyway. We'll see. Anyway. It's either way, it is cool. Like Capcom doing everything they can to wring every bit of money they can out of Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, so I guess good on them. Yeah. I mean, I'll, again, like we said, we'll probably both buy it again, but probably not a launch, I would say. Probably not a launch. No. Not a good time to come out. It's like in the thick of a bunch of new games. So I'm, yep. that's why it's not going to be, I'm not going to feel like I'm missing out on jumping back in. I'll be playing like Dead Space or Fire Emblem or, you know, getting ready for the new Destiny expansion. Plenty of stuff to look forward to early next year. I mean, I mean, it is three days before my birthday, so, you know, if anyone's <laughs> feeling generous out there. All right, I guess it's a Monster Hunter birthday for Joel. Yay! Except the movie. Lo- Fuck the movie. Harsh words, but fair words. Fuck the movie. Even the movie didn't want to be there. No. Showed up at right at the very fucking end. Yeah. Anyway. Next up, we uh, this one's actually one of our older stories, but I thought it was worth discussing because I just don't know how often it happens. 
Um, Nintendo released a new update for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. The update itself isn't that important. It mostly was for like multiplayer stuff and like ranked and all that for, for um, the battle system. But along with it came a note that Nintendo is aware of the various issues that Scarlet and Violet players are experiencing. And again, so they've got the exact quote here. The exact quote from the patch notes are, we are aware that players may encounter issues that affect the game's performance. Our goal is always to give players a positive experience with our games, and we apologize for the inconvenience. We take the feedback from players seriously and are working on improvements to the games. So... Again, this patch wasn't it. This one was for like season one of Ranked and all this other stuff. Um, a couple of like you know, music bugs and stuff, but nothing performance wise. Uh, but I guess the acknowledgement is there as long as, and it sounds like they are working on it. Um, yeah. Still pretty crazy that it came out like this. And the game is still one of the most fun Pokemon games I've played in years, uh, which is lucky for it because I think if it hadn't have been, oh boy, this could have been like a new cyberpunk and it really could have been yeah yeah, it, yeah you're not wrong they flew um, it with it with the quality of the actual game how yeah, it runs yeah. not as good with the ideas that they're putting down there yeah for sure um i haven't played all that much of it because i've been trying to just mainline ragnarok yeah i need to get through it gotta finish and i know it, that sounds like i'm i know that sounds like i'm just like i'm just gonna get through it but i'm like i no, i want to i want to get through it because i want to just keep playing it because it's so good but um but I haven't played much of this. Hearing this, I'm like, should I just hold off now? Waiting could pay off. Back burner? They don't give yeah. a, they don't give a time frame for for no. any of these updates. That's the thing, and I'm like, but I don't know. I feel like if they are working on it and they are taking it as seriously as it, as they are implying they are, like, I mean, you know, what's a few months of me just chucking on the back my wife will be very upset to hear that because she's got pokemon that she wants and that i'm not what, what do you have my end of the you bargain. Have violet i have violet yeah. oh don't worry ash i'll fix you up i got violet yeah there you go all right cool i'll, I'll let her know um but but yeah like I, i'm like should i just hold off and maybe play it at a later date see i couldn't so, have, i couldn't have helped myself because i do i know again i'm not you've, you've had to you've got to get for ragnarok you've, you've had a lot on your plate and Ragnarok is just, you've got to finish it because it is getting up to end of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. I do like playing in the middle of a Pokemon zeitgeist, you know, when yeah. everyone's actively jumping on, battling, trading, doing the, um, the terror raid battles. I think the most recent one that just is ending soon, or it's going to come back in a week or two is, uh, uh like a Charizard or something. There's yeah. like a terror type dragon. And I would love to get that. I'm not there yet, but I'm hoping for the next time it rolls around, I'll be able to track one down. Uh, I just cool. love being in there, but also at the same time, it could pay off waiting for some of these performance patches to, patches to drop and just get the games running up to snuff. Because yeah. again, I know I with in the various podcasts I've been in where I've talked about this game, who boy, it is a roughin this game. Yep, yep. Lots of weird things like like this is weird pokeball that sometimes appears in cutscenes and follows me around. That shit's weird. <laughs> sometimes when I'm fighting on an incline, camera clips beneath the ground. That shit's weird. Just like little things. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm actually like like hearing this as well, and like seeing this 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 note that they've left. I'm like, mm, okay, all right. Maybe maybe I don't feel so pressured to play it just yet. So I, I, I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna, I am going to hold off on it. Um, 
is this also a way of me justifying maybe playing Need for Speed Unbound once I finish Ragnarok? Maybe, but I, no, Joel, I, I could yeah. I, I refuse to believe it. I wouldn't hear no, it. No, no, me wasting money on something that I don't need. Nah, I'd never do that. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'm thinking maybe maybe I will hold off and just see what happens. Yeah, maybe that first until that first like performance patch comes out that they say, hey, this is we're addressing shit in this one specifically, um, and seeing what differences and how much of a difference it makes to the game. If it is noticeable, I'll be like, okay, way up from then on. It's like, do I wait for another one? Do I jump in now? So, who yeah. knows? Hopefully, we see more soon. Um, it's okay. Everyone on the pla- on on planet Earth owns a copy, so it's, it's not true. Like to sell it, like, like yeah, like, that's again as we've spoken about countless times. The game sold like crazy anyway. So mm-hmm. sure, fucking it. It's yeah. uh, I don't think the game's performance is going to hurt its legs like it did, like you know, like Cyberpunk's did. Because again, the no. core of the game is good. It's just the everything else about it is like holy shit, it's rough. Um, yeah, but yeah, really rough around the edges. Oh yeah. yeah. Like the, the, the yeah. textbook definition. This is the second time though that Nintendo sort of had to acknowledge issues. Like Splatoon three had its fair share of, of a rough go. Mm. Honestly, like very true. I feel like the multiplayer still isn't one hundred percent working a lot of the time. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Been a been a rough couple of months for the, the big end, but um, it's fine. Yeah. Zelda will make us forget about all of it anyway. So and they got they're they're, they're focusing on the Mario movie now. They're like. Hey. Yeah, Mario movies, Zelda, One Two Punch, like Nintendo fans will forget very quickly. Yeah, they're like, we're gonna get that family money. We're gonna get that, yeah, that under ten year old money. Let's get that. Get your get those kids hooked on Mario. I mean, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, that's it. Get them in. <laughs> uh, so now we've got a couple of Microsoft centric stories. Uh, one of them just from today, and the other one from a couple of days ago or from yesterday. Uh, first up, we've got Microsoft's set to raise the price of their first party xbox games from 60 dollars us to 70 dollars us in 2023 which mm. mostly just sort of brings it in line with sony's current first party price tag which yep. i think we sort of expected to happen uh yeah they did say this will affect again 2023 games so redfall starfield and the a new forza motorsport will all hit that price tag yep uh the very, very obvious difference here, for now at least, for now, Microsoft can sidestep this because they have Game Pass. But realistically, yes, that price is going to go up. It's going to have to. But the thing is, too, though, even if it does go up, it's not going to go up, like, extortionately. Oh, no, no, no. It's not going to be a good deal. I... I <laughs> Uh, looking at looking at those three games that they they announced, I'm not going to play Forza Motorsport because I don't like the main mainline Forza Motorsport games. It's, it's a Horizon or nothing, baby. Um, and I feel like most of the audience is like that because the last Motorsport did not do well. Um, and but but like Redfall and Starfield, like they're two games that I am like at the very least really interested in playing. Um, so like let's. Even if it is just for a month while I tinker around with them, what's fifteen bucks? What's twenty five bucks a month? You know, I don't know. For something like this, when you are getting, I feel like Microsoft have held off on this so, like on this on this announcement for so long because I feel like they wanted to have more out. 
I feel like they wanted to have more like aces in the hole that were like, oh, or like more coming, like announced. Um, and like especially in terms of first party stuff, and it just doesn't seem like they are at the moment. No. So I feel like they're just like, okay, well, look, we need to do this now, regardless. Um, I think, but on that same point, Joe, I think they were able to hold off on you know, confirming they were doing this because they didn't have any big first party games, right? That's also like, very true, yeah. Sony had to cop the brunt of it back when Horizon was coming out because mm-hmm. they had to uphold their deal with that for the upgrade, but then be like, okay, but God of War Ragnarok, that's not, you're not getting that. That's a, that's a, yeah. That is a $120 Australian for that video game. Thank you very much. Yes. So, yeah, Microsoft may have been able to sidestep that just because of them having no big tentpole first party games. I think it would have been nice to, I don't know, on that note, I kind of would have liked a first party game to go with us besides the ones we knew about, but um, that's just me because I I want more from their first parties. I mean, we can circle back around. I I have nothing specific in mind, but I mean, we can circle back around to that if we do some speculation, but like, I mean, are Microsoft going to have something to show? Is Fable going to show up at Game Awards or something like that? Like... I feel like that would be something that's like, oh shit, new that's Fable the game. They've got stuff in the pipeline I'm curious about. Like Fable's one, obviously Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark, um, yep. The Indiana Jones one is technically, I guess, going to be under their umbrella. Head, it's because it's, head. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Interesting now stuff. seems to be the time for that. We've got so. a quote from Microsoft here as well, just to sort of clarify things, which is, uh, we've held on price increases until after the holidays so families can enjoy the gift of gaming. Starting in 2023, our new built-for-next-gen full-priced games, including Forza Motorsport, Redfall, and Starfield, will launch at $69.99 USD on all platforms. This price reflects the content, scale, and technical complexity of these titles. As with all games developed by our teams at Xbox, they will also be available with Game Pass the same day they launch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, it's if not, it's also just another really good ad for Game Pass. <laughs> it, it honestly is. And the fact that they're able to do that yeah. and for us to go, okay, yeah, like they're right. Like, because we know that Game Pass is a good deal and, and it, it, it works. It does what it says on the tin and it does it well. So, I know, especially with the, the cloud gaming stuff, like even here in Australia, that works pretty well. Yeah, I mucks around still, with it a little bit. Still not how I want to play games, but it is getting. Of course there. not. No, uh, but the fact that they are like even still like they're like oh all these games are on like available to play on cloud via like you know phone or tablet. Also, like these ones in particular, we are updating and incorporating like touch controls to them as well. Like that's pretty neat. Like yeah, that's cool. But yeah, I don't know. It's just. Shit's getting expensive. It is, man. Shit is getting expensive. And we picked a yep. fucking expensive hobby to enjoy. Fucking always we do. Joke's on us, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I guess. guess yeah, fuck us, huh? Yep. Um, uh, so last up, our last story that we'll be covering is, again, as we said, another Microsoft story. Popped up today uh, in a tweet from everyone's favorite person who just wants everyone to like him. Just wants to be everyone's friend. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil Spencer. Uh, tweeted out that... um. If, again, if, and it seems like who knows what's going to happen as an outcome of this, um, if they were able to sort of get this Blizzard, Activision Blizzard purchase through, uh, 
They have entered into a 10-year commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo following the merger of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard King. Microsoft is committed to helping bring more games to more people however they choose to play. And they also committed to keeping it on Steam as well. So, um... Microsoft really just being like, guys, we're, look, we're not taking COD away from anyone. Yeah, God, we're good for it. Damn yeah. it. Look, we'll sign a deal for Nintendo, like, to have COD for 10 years. Like, Sony, Sony. <laughs> I do love that Vuk's pointed out as well that they don't specifically say the Switch. They yeah, no, consoles. they don't say the Switch. So that's a little nice little... I mean, little, it makes uh, sense. Sprinkling in there. When you're talking in, like, a, as far as a 10-year agreement goes... It's true. You, you like don't it make, nail it down the switch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, it is fun just to be like... Look, it's getting soon? closer. No, soon? Now that yeah. Xboxes and PS5s are readily available, the Switch isn't, mm-hmm. like, dramatically tumbling down the charts, but the other two are gaining ground. So I, it's, it's I a whole different discussion, but Nintendo needs to is, explore that avenue at some point. It's also too like outside of like the PS5 and the Series X and S, um, unless you're in Australia and we're not allowed to buy them. Oh yeah, um, Steam Deck. The Steam Deck is so many people I hear are just like I used to take my Switch everywhere with me. It was like my on the go thing. I played in bed. I do this rah rah rah. I have a Steam Deck now, so I can play fucking Elden Ring in the same scenario. Like. Nah. I, be, I know, but you know what I mean? Like, if if you wanted to play something like that, like you were saying before about The Witcher, wanting to be able to take with that cross-progression, playing it at home and then taking it on the go, it's a it's a watered-down version in terms of, like, quality, but it's still that game you can play on a plane or while you're in a cabin in the woods or something like that. You know, it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Except in Australia, because we're not allowed to buy it. But, no, we're you know, not allowed to buy it. But hey, if you live in America, they're going to be giving like, away a Steam Deck a minute during a Game Awards. So. One a minute? What the? It's just, that is but just hey, a we, slap in the fucking face. We cannot spare any for those those Australians. No oh, Steam Decks for you. We, we don't want hell. your money. We would rather just give them we, away. I'm pretty sure we've we got all got these got Steam the... Decks. What are we going to do with them? Uh, just give them away during the Game Awards. Just give them to Keely. Like, I, oh. I'm pretty sure we only got... We only got in Australia the fucking Valve Index this year. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Shocking. After everyone was just like, it's fine, but it's ludicrously expensive. And everyone's like, you can buy it now. Like, well, we don't no want thanks. it. Like, was, it was it only for EB? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah it was nah, like man. a partnership nah, deal. No, thanks. Yeah, so, fucking bullshit. Yeah, look, that's a fair point. Like, the Steam Deck is another, another reason. But either way, like, it's away from the story. But yeah, there's... Nintendo has to be considering that next thing, and Call of Duty would hopefully run better on it than the Switch, no doubt. And hopefully would the Switch, whatever succeeds it, will have a better online infrastructure to support a multiplayer game like Call of Duty. Uh, uh, having said that, though, there are... We've talked before about teams that can squeeze, like, a lot out of that hardware, for better or worse. So, like, it's it might not be the Pokemon company or Game Freak at this stage, <laughs> but like Monolith, like you, you, you always, always champion in terms yeah. of, um, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles games. Like it's even the, I forget, I'm forgetting half the teams. There's a bunch of good, good port studios. I think Virtuoso yeah. is one of them that yep. just make these games that should not run on switch, run on switch. And well, yes, I mean, there yeah. are caveats and like concessions, like, you know, Doom Eternal and Wolfensteins and all that. Which shows another yep. one, but they run. 
and Nier Automata apparently is great on the Switch. Yeah, I have heard like, that Nier Automata is good as well. So it's a like, great port. Yeah. Anyway, that's all another discussion. That's a whole different discussion it's because true. this discussion yeah. is just about how Microsoft clearly is just like, come on, guys, just jeez, oh, because this acquisition has been. I don't know. I don't think any of us really expected to get dragged out this long. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just that when 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 what was it? It was like the UK like ratings board or whatever it was that was like not all the european board was just like nah 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 something sketchy here i wanted to drag it out so it's interesting apparently it's going to be the december 8th closed meeting of the ftc so so it's close like that's tomorrow for us (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so it'll be yeah around the game awards time so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big Friday here, um, for things. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's it's crazy how this has all gone to gone gone down. That statement is just like a ten year deal to put COD on Nintendo consoles. Wild. The last what? time I heard a ten year deal was when Activision Blizzard entered its ten year deal with Bungie for Destiny. Absolutely, yeah, and also too, like we were talking about before we started recording, was like, what was the last Call of Duty game that was on a Nintendo console? And I think it was Call of Duty Ghosts on the Wii U. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, it was. And like, and that game was apparently not good. Like, like not just the not just the Wii U port. Like just Ghosts. That, that that whole era was not good. So, um. Yeah, interesting. Interesting things. Like, all these acquisitions, all this sort of stuff has, like, opened the door for some wild conversations. Yeah, it's getting, like pretty, it's getting nuts out there. Just, whoa. And again, I just love Microsoft God. is just, ble- there's like, oh, come on, we're not, we're not stealing Call of Duty from you for the love of God. <laughs> I love that that seems to be the main argument. It's like, well, what about Call of Duty? What about Call of Duty, though? It's, like, and f- it's fine. You can have it, guys. It's Jeez. fine. Yeah. Like, Phil Spencer does not want to upset anyone if he has to. Like, no, it's... Phil Spencer's just a chill dude. Like, yes, he's, he's a... like, come on, man. It's want to play games with everyone. Like, He definitely gives fine. you that vibe, right? Ahead of all the presidents yeah. of the companies. He just seems like the most chill guy. Well, because he is. Like, he's the one who's out there doing podcasts with, like, people, like, kind of funny and shit like that. And and, and talking to people and being active in those communities and talking about it. Um, You know, he's not without flaws or anything like that. No, but, absolutely. Like, absolutely. It, he's, he's definitely doing it relatively well uh, and, you know... And you know what? Putting across a good message. And the other thing, we, we sort of just need this acquisition to happen just to see... If they will, you know, clean out the rot at Activision Blizzard, because that's a big, still thing. a big talking point, right? That's the so, thing. Again, different so discussion I, I, to this discussion, but it's one point it's, that we keep circling back to whenever this merger of this acquisition is talked about. It's. I wonder if, like, he put the tinfoil hats on and stuff like that. It's like, is all this stuff being dragged out by some insiders who are? Related I, to whatever shady things are going on. I don't know. Because it's, it's, here's the thing, right? It, who knows these days? With Really? It, assuming we still goes through, assuming there is some sort of deal that sees Bobby Kodak like, leave, he's going to get paid so well it won't matter. So I don't know. I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but even still, like, I don't know. He's kind of helped, but I'm getting all, I'm getting all. I mean, if we're going to get tin foily, you'd almost want to save the other way and save it at Sony making this a nightmare because they're the ones that always like kicking and screaming about this whole Call of Duty situation. And they want Microsoft to be like Nintendo. Yeah, God. So that's... And I love it. This is such a different stance because I love that Microsoft is, was more than happy to be like, to just talk down the Activision Blizzard games. Like, it's not that special. Just let us own Activision Blizzard. God. So, it's, it's been such it's a weird really good. thing to watch. Like, we're giving you heaps of money. It's not even like good. Like, you're getting a way better deal out of this than we are. You guys own Bungie anyway. You can like... It's, it's, it's almost like the equivalent of... You know, like, you see, like, the, the hear stories of, like, back in the day with, like, Pokemon trading cards in, in like, the schoolyard, where it's like, oh, no, this, like, this, like, fucking Doug Trio is, like, way better than that, like, shiny Charizard. Yeah. Like, that's, like, worth, like, two bucks. This is so expensive. Like, you know. A lot of those arguments like, do ring true of, like, a schoolyard debate like that. <laughs> full gaslighting. It was, it's bullshit. Nah, Call yeah. of Duty's not even that big of a deal. It's not that big. It's not I mean, it makes a lot of money, but sure, okay. <laughs> like, so much money every year. It is It is essentially, like, you could put it in the same category as, like, a FIFA or a Madden. Because oh, yeah. Because it's, like, it's, it'll come out every year and it will sell... A gazillion copies. Like, entire, like, games have the entire year to sell millions and millions and millions of copies. And they do. And Call of Duty comes out at the end of the year, and then it goes, I'm best, I'm number one. Just, like, yeah. immediately does it. Everyone's like, oh, Sold them all. Alright. Yep. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, mate. Uh, Unless Pokemon's around. Unless, yeah, Pokemon is the one who will go up and stand stand up to, next to it and be like, bring it. So. Pokemon COD crossover when? That's, you know. I mean, ten year deal, ten year deal with Nintendo. <laughs> I, it, it's that. It's that. What's that game? The the one that says Pokemon with guns. Oh, I can't remember its name. But and you can like, you re- it, it's got like the really sad like, it's like Powell something. Like, yeah, I forget. I know the one you mean. You though. can like set it. You can set your like your not Pokemon to work, and they look really unhappy about it. And it's it's dark. Some dark shit. It's a meme it also, the same one. It also looks kind of fun, but. Yeah, anyway. Don't know what it says about me. But on that note, I think we're done with the news segment. Mostly mm-hmm. so we can move into just baseless speculation because Let's the Game Awards weird. are days away at, at the time Let's of recording. Get weird. So Let's get weird. I love it. Look, Joel, is it I don't know where to start. Here's the thing. Here's What's one thing you would really like to see? Like, you, you, not, I guess, yeah, what would you like to see? Because, I mean, the Keelys are such a wild card. They could have killer announcements. They could also sizzle pretty badly. Like, the event yeah. can go either way easily. I always That's try true. to enter a pretty level head. Because, but again, at the same I, time, like, every, every year we get, we're not, we're not, again, we're not out of COVID. But as studios sort of find their, their, like, their groove again. There are still big games that need to be revealed, and end of the year is a good time to do it. Yeah, I mean, what what do I want? I think Metal Gear Solid Remake. The rumors have been picking up steam. Yep, uh, and I like I would I want that. Like <laughs> I would play that very and much. Obviously, so. the rumors also continue the trend that again, it's Microsoft, you know, who were trying to ruin the industry, but it will be PS5 exclusive if the rumors are to be believed. So, you yeah. know, Sony just being like, no, you can't have Call of Duty. 
Let's just pay off all these uh, publishers and we'll get, we'll get the exclusive. Yeah. yeah, 16? Yeah, we've got that for a year. Suck it. Yeah, What's exactly. that? You still, what's that, Microsoft? You still haven't got 7 Remake? That's a shame. Oh, no. <laughs> that was meant to be one-year um, exclusivity and now Square Enix just seems to have forgotten to put it on that yep. platform. Don't hold your breath. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that one is one that it's like, it's, it's a classic, like, you know. Um, but uh, just on, on the smaller side of things, not necessarily smaller, but, like, I would like to see that Indiana Jones game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when was that first revealed? How many years has it been now? I want to say it was a couple of years. I think it was the Game Awards a couple of years ago. Or was it E3? Was it the Bethesda Showcase? Um, I don't remember. I'm going to look it up real quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, like, I mean... It looks like it was the start. It was, like, January 2021, maybe? Okay. All right. So there's enough time. Like... Machine Head have been... It's been a while since that last Wolfenstein game. Yeah, which... Yeah. Games, I guess, because it was, it like, Cyberpilot and um, Youngbloods came out fairly close I together honestly, as I well. always forget about those two because they're the small offshoot ones and they're not, like, mm-hmm. the big tentpole yeah. Wolfenstein games. And then even up here yeah, past that, like, the New Order was... Uh, no. Old Blood. New Colossus um, was quite a while ago as well now yeah um god i was thinking about that game the other day it's really good and just just the part about uh, spoilers for wolfenstein's new colossus but like just that part where there's this giant orchestrator playing to fucking get decapitated and then reattach your like wild shit that part and of the game just, blew my mind i'm so glad i, so glad so I didn't have a spoiler good. for me if you did just then sorry you've had a few years but, I, um, I apologize but man like God, even still, go play that game because there's it's some worth fucking to, great shit in that it's game. It's worth it to do that sequence. Uh, oh, and look, so I would good. be lying if part of me wasn't a bit like, look, I'm sure this Indiana Jones game is going to be great fun, but I also wouldn't say no to another Wolfenstein, and that's selfish of me, I that know. That too. <laughs> I, look, I, I would I would 100%. If they were just like, now nah, we gave up on that. We're doing another Wolfenstein. But like, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I genuinely What's think PJ they're doing... What's up to me? Let's go. I think they're doing both. I do think they're doing both. Like, I think so, yeah. Wolfenstein has been uh, successful. I'd be shocked if we didn't get another one, but um, no, no. I th- I feel like there's there's a they they, they want to do it as a trilogy. They want to wrap that BJ story up and and sort of put an end to everything once and for all. Especially the way that New Colossus ends. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like, planned for a third one. That's gonna something do, is again be something's even coming. More nuts. <laughs> we need to take down Mega Hitler, baby. Mega um, Hitler. We need to take down Mega Hitler. Uh. But I think um, the timing wise for this Indiana Jones game is spot on because we just got a trailer for Indiana Jones 5, The Tile of Destiny. I hate that Stupid name still. Name. I hate it. Terrible name. If you want to hear our thoughts on that, you can go and listen to the Story Mode uh, Story Mode podcast this Ooh, week. Ooh, good uh, we, cross promotion there, Joel. I'm all over it. Uh, we, yeah, we, we talked about a whole bunch of trailers, including that one, including um, Indie but- Dodd. <laughs> Indie Dodd, yeah. Um, still think it sounds like some sort of it like it independent absolutely, games festival. It truly does. Ever since you pointed it out, that's all I can think about when I say Indie Dodd. Oh man, I'm going down to Indie Dodd's now. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> I would be happy to go to Indie I, Dodd. I, I believe you would. Yeah, I'd be there. Um, but I think, yeah, timing's right for it to, to show now, I think. 
having everyone just being like, whoa, oh my God, we finally saw it. And then like prior to that, for all the, all the D23 stuff of like Harrison Ford coming out and crying on stage and sort of alluding this is going to be the last time he does it and having him with Kihei Kwan uh, meeting backstage after all those years. And like we're, we're in a bit of a, like, you know, a resurgence of Indiana Jones news. So I feel like now would be the a, a really good time. Game Awards seems like a perfect time to sort of give us an update on that. But who knows? So million dollar question, Joel. Do do we have Harrison Ford as Indy? I feel like you do, right? I mean, it'll be his likeness. Yeah, right? no, no, I mean voice, voice. So, I mean, it's the perfect thing for him because he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, and he loves being Indiana Jones. <laughs> he does love being Indiana Jones, and he just he doesn't have to do stunts. He just has to sit there and read lines. Or microphone, yeah. Actually, you know what? It'd be a great way. It'd be great, a great way to get people hyped. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Having I've been having not talked through the whole trailer, and then like at the end, you just hear him say, "Is like snakes? Why did it have to be snakes? Like or something like that?" Yeah. And everyone just goes, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. I fucking love baseless speculation. Yeah, it's the best. I love. I love it. So good. We live in this wonderful world where we get to sort of fantasize about it. No things. stakes either. Like if it doesn't happen, then oh well, there's always no, next time. No, no. Sometimes it's no. fun to it's fun to dream. Man, yeah. But already we've we've already the two things that I've just been like, oh, if I had to nail something, it'd be a, a remake of Metal Gear Solid and that <laughs> Indiana Jones game starring Harrison Ford. Two really specific things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just really th- again, but they were the two things on the top of my mind that that sort of I feel, the Indiana Jones one especially because I feel like there's a chance. Well, feel like that's a possibility. If anyone was, if anyone was said to like again pop off at the Game Awards if they wanted to, it is Microsoft. They have a lot of stuff that's yep. coming next year. Obviously, as we touched mm-hmm. on before, like Redfall, Starfield, Waterstones of Motorsport. They've got stuff in the wings. Like they, they would have, they could show the Indiana Jones games. They've got. Um, uh, Perfect Dark is in development hell apparently. Yeah, <laughs> getting help from Crystal Dynamics now. Uh, Fable apparently Fable. in development yeah. hell as well. Fable but, by the Forza yeah. Horizon guys, like yeah, that's oh god. Second I'm Hellblade game that. just sitting there, like there's plenty they could talk about. That gets a date. I reckon that we get I a mean, trailer maybe. for that. That gets a date. It's been historically known to show up at Game Awards. It's true. It has. It has. It, so has, it does enjoy showing like, up here. I feel like this might be, you know, you know, end the end, end of the, end the the loop. I guess close the loop. Do you know what I want, Joel? Mm. So, this is not entirely related to what I want, but it could be a fun way to to, to thread into it. Daniel Craig is going to be here. He's going to be at the yes. Game Awards. Yes, I forgot uh, about this. James Bond, as it were. It is also the it's a, it's the anniversary of James Bond in December. We haven't got a date or a Switch online game for December. GoldenEye sitting right there. Perfect time mm-hmm. to drop it, as a shadow mm-hmm. drop would be incredibly hype. But yep. also there is the now long quiet IO James Bond game, which I yes. need with every fiber of my being. I need that game. Yeah. And I want to see that yep. game. You give me that game. So please, yeah. the Bond game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
God. Like, yeah, I want that too. And again, like you said, you know, with all that, the, you know, the anniversaries and things like that, Daniel Craig's going to be there. I, it makes sense. But it just it's a, it's a case of whether or not it's ready to show. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, at this point, I'm so desperate. I'd even take a teaser, just because yep. I just like an official name for it, like yeah, a, a name cool. reveal. Yeah, and just have like you know the gun scope come across and Bond like points his gun at the camera and shoots just, it and it goes red. I yeah. miss I miss Bond games. I don't know what it is about yeah. them. Like it's not like they're a unique, completely uniquely made game. I just kind of miss them. It's one of those things where it's just like, why haven't we had one for so long? Yeah. Like, like I still remember, again, it was swimming sevens a lot of the time, but I really liked the idea they were going with. Um, Bloodstone, that third person one. Mm, yeah. Such a fun idea. And it was cool. Taking that third person bond and giving it to the Hitman guys is just like yeah. one of the surest hit run- home runs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a slam dunk, it's like, right? Yeah, like, of course that game's going to be amazing. 100%. Like, yeah. And it'd be good to see them do something like I'm sure they love making Hitman games and, and they sell well and they are always of a very high quality. But it would be nice for them to do something a little bit different. Well even for just a change. Like, even if they just like taking a lot of that Hitman framework and applying it to being 007 mm-hmm. is again, it's just a fun idea. Like these you could have these sandbox missions with more than one way to get. Yeah, I don't know. It just yeah. sounds like such I a I am gonna I am gonna request I am going to request a car chase at one point, though. I need, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you need I gadgets, need right? Chase. You've got to have the gadgets and the, the car can be one of them. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. I need that. Um, I mean, you mentioned Daniel Craig, which also leads into another thing that I want to wildly speculate about, and that's the fact that um, uh, Keely tweeted out that uh, Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson will be there as presenters. So Specifically Johnson, touting Glass Onion as well. Exactly. So, uh, Ryan Johnson, the director of Knives Out and Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, um, both fucking phenomenal films. Also, The Last Jedi, the best of those three that have come out recently. Easily, hands down. Hands down. I will hear no arguments against it. Set set up for some really cool things that just got fucking shat to the wayside. Disney got scared. They got scared. And it shows. (sighs) You watch Rise of Skywalker and it shows. Oh boy! Anyway, anyway, not a Star Wars podcast. Gonna, like, Let's move on. Gonna gonna cool my blood a little bit. Um, they're both gonna be there, and and Keely said like you know they're here you know from Glass Onion for a good reason. He specifically says like for a good reason. So here's the thing: Are we getting a Knives Out game? Because please, yes, thank you. I would not say no. I would not say no to a Knives Out visual novel. That sounds like a good idea. A visual novel, you know, along the lines of like a, um, a like a, oh God, Phoenix Wright. Yeah, but Phoenix Wright, or like the, um, you know, the Virtual Last Reward, Zero Time Dilemma sort of ones, just like yeah. Part, yeah like I don't know. That. I just it seems like a good a good combo. Uh, if it's, I wouldn't be shocked if it's not that. That's if I was to, I, if you were like, what would a Knives Out game look like to you? To me, it would look like a yeah, a visual novel. To me. So I had a thought about this because I was thinking about it and I'm like, look, Knives Out is now sort of like being produced by Netflix. Netflix are also doing games at the moment. So I feel like this is going to be, if it is a Knives Out game, it'll be something that will come to that platform. Probably other platforms as well, but it will be available on 
the Netflix platform. And I feel like if they wanted to do something really cool that sort of fits the vibe of Knives Out, making it like a multiplayer murder mystery game where almost like Werewolf, but set within like a Knives Out mystery. So you have different roles and you get assigned different things. And it's, it sort of, imagine say like, yeah, like the game Werewolf, um, like the, you know, the, the, the party game Werewolf mixed with a, um, super ma- yeah, super massive that do. Yeah. yeah they do like and yeah, all that mixed with like that kind of game. So, and I know that Supermassive did sort of dabble in that with the hidden, uh, with hidden agenda or whatever, hidden agendas or whatever it was called. Wow. Yeah. I, I Wow. Yeah, they yeah. did. So that was Supermassive, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But putting that and then like framing it with a, a Knives Out mystery and having like Benoit Blanc there and, you know, having maybe Daniel Craig do some of the voice acting for it. Wow. That would be fucking cool. And yeah. it would be great because you could do it through Netflix. You could just play that on your TV and have it, connect to smartphones so you can receive information on your phones and have like this two hour murder mystery that you get to play through and someone's the killer and, and you have to sort of deduct clues and things like that to, to work it out. I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. Like, again, I am curious. It is very interesting, but Jeff Keighley makes specific notes of that when he, when he did announce that we're going to be there presenting. Although Mm -hmm. I would also just kind of laugh if Rian Johnson just um, is, is the one who introduces the Star Wars trailer for, for oh, Jedi Survivor, fuck. which we know oh. is going to be there, and we know yep. it's coming sixteen. We know it's coming out in March, but um, I would also kind of just laugh at that. What he was there for? I mean, he's like, he, he's there to talk about knives. Out. He's like, yeah, it's like glass onion. It's great. We made. It, we're really proud of it. It's like, anyway, here's this piece of shit trailer. And it's just for fucking <laughs> Jedi. Fucking whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called now. It's Jedi Survivor. Um, Jedi Survivor, yeah. Which you saw some art uh, from coming recently. It looked pretty good, man. He's got a gun pretty, now. Yeah. He's got a blaster. Looks like Cal's seen some shit. So, <laughs> like, um, yeah. Uh, Michael Huber tweeted out, it's punished Cal. Yes, punished Cal. Um, he's seen some shit, man. Like, war. And, like, I get it because, yeah, but that game ends. Um, yeah. Where that game starts, actually. Just like that game. Even that game in general is. I recently picked up a PS5 version in preparation to play through it before the new one. That's a good idea, actually. I should do the same because it's always really cheap. It's like ten bucks a lot of the time, and that game's fun. It like, is. It's, it's a fun game. I would like to play it on a you know more technically adept console, stable console. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that's um, fancy? Look, we didn't put this in the news stories because it's cool, but I don't think it's that. It's not really the part of the game I like the most, but I will bring it up here because I will always want more from this game. Uh, I think it's today or tomorrow. I think tomorrow, our time zone, the, there will be a free PvP patch drop for Elden Ring, which will open up the Colosseums for like four I think it's long... out now because I, oh, okay. I saw Lance booting it up on Probably stream. Probably then. Probably. Then, yeah. yeah. So either way, that's that was released this week. And it's, yeah, just a PvP, like, dedicated feature for Elden Ring that finally makes use of all those coliseums scattered around the map. Um, But I find it interesting that it drops before the Game Awards. Yeah. And I will continue wishing and hoping and praying for that sweet, sweet Elden Ring DLC because I want it. I want it so bad. I... I hadn't even thought of it that way until you mentioned it. I was like, 
Yeah, it is weird that they put this out before the Game Awards. Like, yeah, even something this scale, you would keep it for the, the pre-show. Like, that's like a pre-show announcement. Like, it's a PvP arena for Elden Ring. You're going to see a heap of Elden Ring in the show. Like, the devil's advocate that I'll play myself is that maybe that's why it is before the show, because I don't know how hard people would get if this was, like, the trailer they had during the show. Yeah, true. But yeah, at the same time, From Software's got a good track record of making DLC for their games. Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, Bloodborne, all got DLC. Yeah, only Sekiro didn't. Demon's Souls didn't either. Demon's Souls didn't either, but that's prior to the Dark Souls. Like, Demon's Souls was good, but, like, Dark Souls is where people started picking up on From Software and they could kind of just do whatever they wanted. Yeah, that Um, was the one. So, I don't know. It's a dream. I just want more Elden Ring, even though my Elden Ring playtime is incredibly high. I'm I'm poised and ready to go back at any time to just, like, sink another 60 hours into that game. Uh, So, obviously, that is my dream. Is this more Elden Ring? Please, Miyazaki, please, From Software, just do it. I mean, I I don't know what my, like, wild dream would be. I, I guess it's a Metal Gear Solid one, but even that's got, like, there is some... I, I wouldn't, some I wouldn't, to that. I wouldn't call the Elden Ring thing for me, like, a wild dream, because I think there's, like, evidence, like, again, From Software and yeah, DLC true. Yeah. In, their, in their DNA. Whether it shows up here or not might be a more wild card thing, but the game is now what 10 months old so and they've been been consistently keeping it updated and this big pvp update was paved the way into it by them basically making it so they can balance pvp and pve stuff separately so that's how we kind of had a feeling there was something big coming for pvp uh for dlc overly goes data miners and they do save as like you know unused assets and stuff sort of baked in but whether that's just cut content we don't know I just want more Elden Ring. Selfishly, I want more Elden yep. Ring. Yep. Please. Um, is there anything you don't want to see? I mean, there's plenty, but, like, I know it has to be there. You know what I mean? Like, it's all it's all that, that Raid Shadow Legends and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, I is, is, there, any, care, is but... there any game that you don't want to see show up there? Because I have one. <laughs> okay. Lay it on me, because uh, I'm, I mean, I'm curious. I've... It's super safe because I don't. It, there's no way it shows up. But just in case they're even considering it, don't have Metroid Prime Four there. I okay. am. I am vi- now we're this far into the life cycle of Switch. For the love <laughs> of God, do not put Metroid Prime Four on the Switch. I am. I am begging you. <laughs> See, now you don't want it. It's going to I know, exactly. That's what I'm thinking that's, now. But I've, I've reached the stage where I'm like, I do not want to see this game running on Switch. And it's like, time to reveal Metro Prime 4, baby. Yeah. And I'm like, I, don't I do, do it. I do, like, maybe Prime I, Remake. Maybe? I, if Nintendo Remastered. has anything, I still think it's Zelda. That's like their focus right now is Zelda. It's in May. I, I don't think. I don't even think they would do that. No, 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 no. Honestly, I don't. Need I think to. they're 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 radio silent on that game now until the game comes oh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, I wouldn't because they, they they might have a direct at the start of the year where they have some like a story trailer. But um, I think yeah, yeah, for the most part, Nintendo has been happy to sort of skip out on the game awards apart from that one year where they had like the Joker DLC and like the Bayonetta stuff and all that. Yeah, that was like the big mm. game awards for them. So I don't know. That's true. But it, again, my point is I don't see Metro Prime Four on the Switch. I'm convinced now that needs to be on the new the new Nintendo console. Please, please, Nintendo, don't do it. <laughs> Speaking of what, what things that we want to see that we that could happen, 
Is don't, it? Don't put that energy out there. Is it time? No, don't do it. Don't is say it, time? it. Don't say it. Should we? Shall we? Shall we alert? I specifically no. I shall specifically didn't bring it up for this reason. Okay, I won't say it then. It's Silk Song, and I would love to see Silk Song. I would love to see Silk Song Shadow Drop, but I, right. I honestly, I almost feel like I'm like, do they just like, do they know that Silk Song's that big, that they don't want to just like drop it out of nowhere? Like, do they want to have the game have like previews and stuff, like and, and like a decent re- review window? I don't think they need to. I know, but like, I just Hills, Silk Song is just like, it feels like it's. I don't know. Never Elden Ring is out. It's probably apart from me, the, as far yeah. as like games that I know exist and have seen running. Because otherwise, Metroid is my answer. Yeah, I think it is like the game I want the most right now. Like I just mm. I want Silk Song, and I needs it. But, and I think for that reason, I'm just trying not to think about it because I'm like, no, it's I don't want to imagine it because I don't know where that game is. Based on the Xbox E3 thing, it's within the next twelve months as of June. So. Windows closing, I, but Nintendo likes to have a big direct at the start of the year sometimes. So. They do. They do. But, like... I don't know. If it happens, yeah. I will lose my mind and... I'll, I'll cry. And I'll, have, I'll, I'll be like, yeah. oh, no. Because my, my game of the year list is screwed if Silk Song comes out. I have to reevaluate evaluate everything in my list. We're gonna have to delay game of the year until like. Don't say that, Jesse. He'll hear you, and he May. won't have it. <laughs> he won't hear me. He's on holidays now. Oh, he's got a month off. He's uh, he's out. I mean, he's still doing. He's still here. So he's not like, a month out from the podcast. He's not. But... Yeah, he's from his actual job. But anyway, yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. fine. I'll take. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, still something will be good. I'm trying to think of something else that's like something else wild. It'll be fun. Well, we haven't even mentioned the elephant in the room. And I guess this, look, as, as, as much fun as this is, unless you think of anything else, I might start using this to wrap us up. Yeah, right. Go for it. You know who's over in America right now? Hanging out with all his best friends and all his yep. buddies. And that is Mr. In, in and out Burger. Yep. Like, yeah. Hideo Kojima. We saw some more logos this week. Yeah, he's ramping up something. Fucking... Fucking logos left, right, and center, just throwing them out. We had the overdose leak a few weeks ago with everyone's favorite shirtless man on the screen reflecting, if overshadowing the game if, itself. God, I want my theory that that was all staged oh, to be true. It'd be so I funny, and I that, would, again, it's it would not be that far-fetched. so good. It's not. It's not. This is the man who fucking pretended to be someone else yeah. and wrapped himself in bandages. He's not scared. He'll do crazy stuff. I love that shit. But yeah. Um, Look, Kojima's going to be there, clearly. Is he? Okay. Will he appear on a, a bridge of light? No, I don't think they're coming from the back of the stage. do that again. Because I want God, that. that was perfect. Fly him in from the roof, like, just on, on wires, please. He'd be down for it. He would. He absolutely would be. He'd be suggesting it. He'd be like, yeah. Man, oh god, that it just—it seems like it's time. He's been the last few months. He's been building up with like the actors and the websites and all that, and like, why am I and who like who am I and all that? Like, something is coming to a head, and it seems like he's in America. It seems like this is a good time as any to have whatever this thing is. Yeah, because and like like you said, he's gonna be there because he's like he's Keely's mate. Like, he's gonna show up. 
is he going to have some goodies? So, and again, like, imagine, imagine the one-two punch of like, like a fucking Metal Gear Solid remake and then have Kojima's new game yeah. showed off for the first time. That'd be sweet. Jesus. Yeah. Holy shit. Yes, he- Keely would be beside himself. Oh, he's he wet in his pants. Constantly wet in his pants. Just... <laughs> He, he will be God. off screen for at least the next 10 minutes. As much as apparently Liam Neeson likes to piss his pants. Like, <laughs> th- this is a thing that I didn't know about until wow. I've been watching, like, Funhouse videos recently. And they pointed out the fact there are so many pictures of Liam Neeson just who's pissed his pants. Like, just pissed down his pants. I don't know if they're doctored or anything like that. Probably are. But, yeah, that'll be killy. That'll be killy. Excited. So I don't know. It just feels like it's time for Kojima, right? It's been a long time. Oh, we do. We need it. We need it. And it's he's building. He's been building up to something over his last few months, and it just feels like again with his friendship with Jeff Keighley, it seems like a good place for it to to all happen. But at the same time, that makes it equally as likely that he just will not be there. He'll announce. I don't know. He's got a book already. He's got a podcast. I don't know. He's been wanting to do movies, so like maybe he's got a movie. Maybe he's got a movie. I don't know, man. Um, it's Kojima. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it full circle. I'm gonna bring it full circle before we wrap it up. Uh, just to come back to my my, my good friends, bring me the horizon. We need a new leader. We need a new Ludens. Come on, come on, give me, <laughs> give me Kojima. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be could be overdose. Could be the death stranding too. But but um, sadly they didn't play that. It was my one beef oh, with them. So they oh. didn't play Ludens, and I was like. Fuck. Every other song, the set list was like near perfect for stuff that I wanted to hear, except Ludens. And I was like, Dear, bring me the horizon. Where was Ludens? Yeah. yeah. Where does it? Oh, how dare you? How very dare you? Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, look, Joel, on that note, I'm going to stop us because, I mean, we could we could probably just keep throwing out obscure studios and games that we would love to see there, but we have to remember it's for, it's for Game Awards and always important to keep your expectations in check. That way, if it's a great show, you can be surprised. But if it's not, mm-hmm. you're like, I expected this, and that is fine. Don't overhype yourself ever. <laughs> it's never worth it. No, but, you know, no, dream. No. It's fun to dream. Just know that it's probably not going to happen. You know. Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's fun to live in that world for a little bit, but just bring yourself back to reality every now and then. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, natural, I will let you take us out. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. Um, we very much appreciate you stopping by to listen and check into all our wild fan theories about things that we, we want to see happen at the Game Awards. Um, if you liked what you've heard, uh, please tell friends, share us around on various social medias and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, subscribe to us on your podcast platform of your choice. Uh, if it has the function to leave stars, reviews, thumbs up, please do all that kind of stuff because you know, it helps uh, in some way, shape, or form, and we really, really like that. Um, and as we mentioned earlier as well a couple of times, we are now a part of the Story Mode Gaming under their umbrella, um, and uh, it's it's really great. So there's a whole bunch of other wonderful shows out there on on that, at, uh, I'm going to say it, on that network. Yeah, say it, Just going to throw it out there. Again, you um, can, as you said earlier, you, can, you plugged it before, but uh, there'll be an episode up probably when this is already out we talk about 
a bunch of trailers. I talk about Callisto Protocol, and that's a that is a that is a discussion. If you need any reason to ch- tune in, that is you that is a discussion to be had. Two words: cocaine bear. Cocaine like, bear. Guardians of Galaxy Volume Three. Like yep, well, as well. Yeah, it's just heaps of trailers um, and Callisto yeah, Protocol. So, <laughs> a whole bunch of wonderful shows up there as well. Other things like love letters uh, and uh, and uh, some various fun things possibly coming down the track you can tune in on on, on their twitch channel for talking simulator yes please that's uh, I, I was on that show you, were. you can't see it can't see it not recorded we it was, don't, it was, it was don't an do experience it. you gotta tune it's in a, for that yeah you got you gotta be there for talking simulator it's a it's a it's a wild one i'm not even gonna say what it's about so you can go there one, and, and number one garfield fan uh, yeah yeah yep yeah. um so like did not expect myself when I, I woke up that morning to be on that show um, that I would be talking about Little Elvis Jones little and the Elvis, Truck Stoppers. My God. In great detail. I unlocked a lot of um, memories for me watching that episode, but yeah, it wow. really did. I, I was like, wow. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We, we, we love being a part of the Story Mode Gaming um, Network. It's, it's, it's so much fun to be a part of something really, really cool with some really awesome people. So... Yeah, go show them some love as well across the whole gamut of uh, shows. But if you want to find us across social media, you can find us at Dialogue Options. Um, uh, yeah, on pretty much most things, including Hive, if it ever comes back. I haven't set up a Hive yet, Joel, but it's okay. I can't do it because Hive's not up. So I have an, I have I an thought, excuse now. I was just... No, we do have it. You just can't check it yet. Wink. Yes. Yes. Wink. Um. Anyway. Uh. So across. Uh, across all. If you look at a uh, social media platform, search for dialogue options. You'll generally find us. If you're not, if you don't find us there, then that social media platform is dead to us. Yep. Enemy yep. of a show. Not to us. It's just dead. It's a dead just platform. Dead. Yeah. Dead platform. Don't worry not about even going to go there. Don't worry about it. Uh. If you want to find us on our individual Twitter accounts, you can find me at Jolly Mac. Where I haven't been tweeting about much. It's just a bunch of random things. Um, yeah, I had a good time with good things and yeah, I had a lot of fun being, uh, talking about movie trailers last night on the story mode podcast. So, uh, where can I find you, Karen? You can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX and Joel, I am screwed because in opening my Twitter, I reminded myself that I'm going back to Valheim, baby, because the Mistlands Mistlands update dropped. And Valheim, my number two game of the year last year, a game not even finished, but so good it came in at number two. I have been desperate for a reason to go back, and this one is it. I've been waiting for Mistlands, and I'm I'm making making room on my schedule this weekend to go back. I've got a boss to kill, and then we head into the new area. It's magic. There's new weapons, new monster. Oh, just I'm so ready. Can you be a necromancer now? I saw someone I think say. in the trailer, yeah, but there's definitely yeah. what looks like a necromancer. I am so ready to Fuck just devour yeah. this new Valheim content. That's sick. But yeah, that's all that's all that's all I'm tweeting about, really. Wonderful. Well, in that case, thanks once again for listening and uh we'll see you next time.
Dialogue Options Podcast.